Once upon a time, there was a young woman named Elise who wanted to see the entire world and all the stories within it. One day, she met a white rabbit who asked her to come along for a journey of discovery. Welcome to Elise in Wonderland. everyone and welcome to another Sunday morning on Elise in Wonderland on 101.5 The Hawk. Hello, my name is Elise. My name is Jean. And we are your co-hosts today exploring all of the curious things to know about the world together. So why don't you join us? <laughs> um, Jean, how was your week? Well, it was exciting because it was my birthday on oh, September 26th. I should have brought the background music, right? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Um, yeah, I got lots of happy birthday, and I got a lot of food in the um, workplace and my wife. And it sounds old, but I went to a massage. It's my favorite thing. Really? <laughs> I got a massage on my back and my neck and my shoulders. Look at you. Little... I feel taller. <laughs> <laughs> you feel taller? They stretched you out a little bit. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did it. you make your own name tag as well for work, saying birthday man? <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I did last week, last year, and I use it again. I try to make it traditional, tradition <laughs> of the department, but obviously so far it's just, just me. you. <laughs> I was really happy to see that, I have to be honest. Jin yeah. walked in, just had a little like Avenir font, birthday man. <laughs> right, and it's too shy for me to say, it's, it's my birthday, like instead yeah. I just show my chest. Yeah. And they can see it. Oh. <laughs> oh, Jen. Thank you. Um, what about, so I heard that you also went on a little outing this weekend. Can you tell me about how that went? Mm -hmm. That was yesterday. Um, as, I, as I mentioned last week, it was a four hike at Lake Ontario with Global Hamilton Connect. So we went there and I met some people from University, McMaster University and Mohawk College, also people from Global Hamilton Connect also. There was a guy from Bay Restoration Council, which is um, trying to restore our bay, Hamilton Bay. Wow, that's great. Yes, and he gave us this um, presentation about how bay has been changed. And it's really interesting because it's almost like the history of Hamilton. The steel company came, it's developed, but then the bay goes kind of the opposite way. It's getting mm -hmm. bad. And people used to swim there. People used to get fish, um, um, jump on your boat but not anymore, right? And they are trying to restore. So some places in Bay, you can swim now, but still there are certain points you can't, but it doesn't mean it's, we are failing. It still means we are developing. We are trying to get it back mm -hmm. and hope everyone's enjoying yeah. swimming there. For those of you who aren't familiar with Hamilton, mm -hmm. they, we've gone through a huge boom and bust with the steel industry, and we have a beautiful waterfront that is just starting to become um, cleaned up mm. and, and there's some beautiful buildings and activities going on around there. So I'm so happy to hear that there's a lot of attention now on restoring that to its former glory. I know there are still people that swim and fish in there, even though <laughs> it's advised against it, yeah. but hopefully we can get back to having beach days. That would be amazing. Yeah, so if you guys are interested in um, participating or just to learn about history of Bay and Hamilton, it's Bay Restoration Council. Mm -hmm. 
check that out. And also, if you are looking for any international, um, I mean, interesting events with international students, um, foreign workers, and recent immigrants, it's globalhamiltonconnect.com. It's an organization for young professionals, but young means different things, right? Yeah, for anyone, anyone who's come to Hamilton or in the area that wants to connect mm -hmm. in some way to industry or to the community, they're an amazing organization. And we work with a few of their peers there, so that's great. That's right. And how was yours, Elise? My weekend was lovely, or my week, I should say, as well, was great. Um, uh, registration has slowed down now with the new students here, so we have all sorts of fun projects we're planning overseas and for students coming here um, from other countries. So that was a fun week, as well as on Sunday, I played my first baseball game ever. Mm -hmm. I'm still kind of sore. I'm nervous about playing again this evening, but I joined a rec league. Um, so that was fun. What was the result? The result was we lost and we were happy about it because it's all about having fun, right? <laughs> right, guys? Mean green, go yeah. mean green. So uh, also this weekend, I spent the weekend in Toronto and had a lovely time. I went to the library, the Toronto Library, mm. did some research for this show, got walked around, got some dumplings. Mother's dumplings on Spadina is amazing. Mm -hmm. There's just a whole bunch of old Chinese ladies making fresh dumplings nice. for you to eat in the back. And it was beautiful weather this weekend, so I was happy to just walk around the High Park area and enjoy the last little bit of summer weather. Mm-hmm. And we want to talk about the weather last week? Yeah, the weather last week was nuts. <laughs> For Canadians, 35 degrees in September. at the end of September is unheard mm -hmm. of. I think everything's pushing back from the summer, so everything is a getting a little warmer a little later, but it's readjusting itself. Again, today was 10 degrees this morning. Right, so there is a good and bad. Um, the good side of is people are afraid of in winter in Canada, mm -hmm. especially new people, new international students. So they are now relaxing because they feel- Don't get too weather. comfortable, that's my but advice. Then, yes, yes, there's a side effect because <laughs> the winter will be colder than before. Yeah. But I don't tell them. Just, it's like this all time is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Just make sure you have a backup coat. <laughs> Um, also, what was going on this weekend and throughout the week was the Invictus Games. So from September mm -hmm. 23rd to 30th, actually, through, when I was walking around Toronto, I saw a lot of signs um, directing people to the accessible elevators everywhere so they could travel around Toronto. Mm -hmm. So the Invictus Games are an international Paralympic sporting event. It was actually created by Prince Harry. Nice. And uh, it allows injured veterans or it's a way for injured veterans to compete in Paralympic sports. So that's a very cool mm -hmm. initiative. And uh, the name Invictus is actually in Latin means unconquered. So a way for people to showcase their talents and their sporting ability. And we hosted it mm -hmm. in Toronto. Nice. All right, okay. let's go to our mission report. The mission last week was try Spanish. Yes. How did you do on that, everybody? And how did you do, Jin? Um, I actually didn't get a much chance to try, but I, I <laughs> got this one. really failing lately. <laughs> yeah, I failed this time. Um, but I learned this, this fruta la comida, is means enjoy the meal. So if you haven't had breakfast yet, try it out and make your family laugh at you. Any Spanish speakers out there? Yeah. Disfruta la comida. You know what? I just skipped right from Spanish and I just went right to German. <laughs> I did practice a little bit of Spanish, but I'm planning a trip uh, at the end of October to 
parts of Germany, so I wanted to start learning a few mm. things. And so in my research, I've started Duolingo, by the way, which is an interesting thing to start. Yes. Not very good if you're impatient or want to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, you have a very limited amount of points that you can use when you're using this app. And I just found out very quickly that I need to pace myself. But <laughs> I learned that there are a lot of German phrases that really mm. don't translate exactly the way that, to English that you would imagine for a native English speaker. And one of them I found interesting was, okay, I'm going to butcher this, but which means where fox and hare say goodnight to one another, okay. which means <laughs> uh, it's like a saying for a remote area. So oh. they say, oh, yeah, it's out all of, all the way over there where fox and hare say goodnight to one another. And I just thought that was lovely. I'm going to start saying Romantic. that in English so yes. I can confuse yeah. people. <laughs> There's a also a lot of things about pigs because pork and sausages are a big deal over there. Mm. So a lot of sayings with pigs thrown in there. So I'm really enjoying my German lessons. <laughs> How, so the Neolingo is based on levels. Yeah. And stages, how far did you get to finish? I am only on the beginning phrases. So I've gotten through a few levels and I'm I would say that if you're looking at it, it mm. I've done the first one, I've done the second two, and I'm on to the third round. Okay. So I've just started. Yeah, I did all my Japanese and I think they start with uh, what is I, what is you, what mm -hmm, is he, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what is pig. What is pig? <laughs> <laughs> what is fox? <laughs> Interesting. So mm -hmm. let us know. Yeah, I'll let you know. Mm -hmm. So that uh, is our our mission for this week. Everyone go online on Facebook at Elise1015 and tell us how you did with your Spanish. Let me know if you have a correction for me in my German, if you have anything funny that you want to tell me in another language. Um, Jen and I would appreciate that. So we are going to hand it over to our first song. It is by Dent May, and it's very apropos. Summer is over, but this song is about um, not being sad because the winter is a nice time to cozy up mm -hmm. as well to someone you love. So this one is Dent May, Summer is Over. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everyone. It is Elise in Wonderland on 101.5 The Hook. It's about 9.16 a.m. on this beautiful Sunday morning. And thank you again for joining us. Um, I have a lovely surprise for everyone. We have a wonderful guest today, um, and I'm so excited to have her. Her name is Andrea Demirjan. Is that right? Perfect. <laughs> Yay! And she's from Romania. She is relatively new to Canada, has some amazing, amazing experience. Um, under her belt, and we've had a, the fabulous opportunity to talk to her a little bit and get to know her, and I just wanted to bring her right on the show. So here she is. Welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. So I'm actually slightly intimidated because Andrea has so much radio journalism mm -hmm. experience, and I feel like I will get some notes after this, and I'm excited because she can teach us a lot. I feel like I'm on my midterm exam. Okay. I know. No, no, no. She's watching don't, us. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> Only positive feedback from. Okay. Good. Um, so Romania is an amazing place. I have. I have a few colleagues from Romania that I have the pleasure to have gotten to know, and I feel like it's a place that just 
people don't know a lot about, especially mm-hmm. on this continent. And so it's interesting to have you here. And I think for our guests or for our listeners in the community, it would be interesting to learn more about where you are from and what is Romania like. And we're going to talk a little bit about um, your experience coming to Canada as well, too. So I mean, I'm very excited to have you again. Thank you very thank much. Thank you for having me. So tell us about a little bit about your country. You know, where did you come from in Romania, and um, what was day-to-day life like for you? Well, Romania is a small country, far, far away from here, uh, in the southeastern part of Europe. I was born in Bucharest, which is the capital city, mm-hmm. so I'm a big city girl. Mm-hmm. I lived my whole life um, in a very crowded uh, metropolis, and. Um, I just miss that life because right now I'm in a small town. <laughs> I, I just try to get adjusted to the uh, slower pace of life, but mm-hmm. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, things that you should know about Romania is that it's a beautiful country, mm-hmm. but the politics are really bad. So <laughs> that's what kind of um, has driven off lots of my uh, generation. So lots of people from my generation are are not there anymore. Mm. Um, I think slowly it's becoming a grandparents country, Mm -hmm. which is kind of sad, but we have to do what we have to do. So Mm -hmm. it is what it is. This is the best lesson I I ever Mm -hmm. got in Canada. I learned about it is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) That is a very Canadian saying. It's true. It is what it is. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, day-to-day life. Um, there are no bombs dropping from the sky in Romania. Mm-hmm. Um, I never felt threatened. My life was never threatened in Romania. Uh, my intelligence was threatened, <laughs> threatened almost daily. <laughs> wow, tell me more about what you mean by that. Um, Romania was under communis- communism for 40 years and yeah. that left a very deep scar in, in the collective mind, I think, mm-hmm. um, because communism was a very unfortunate experiment and um, people were turned against each other. Mm-hmm. And you, you never knew who you could trust and there was no sense of community whatsoever. Um, you were on your own. So it was like a daily struggle to just find food at some point. Wow. Um, that was my childhood. Uh, I never starved. Mm-hmm. My father was amazing and he made sure that we never starved. Um, but I remember being very cold. Um, mm-hmm. I remember very heavy winters. I remember um, not being able to speak my mind. I remember being afraid that at some point the secret police is going to mm-hmm. knock on our doors. Um, but that is not so far away back in yeah. history now. Yeah. So what happened was that in 1990, when communist regimes started falling all over Europe, Romania has gotten rid of um, its uh, president uh, in a not, very, not, not in a very elegant way, if you ask me, but he was a really bad guy. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a good thing that they got rid of him. But the people that came in his place weren't better. So it, they were like uh, almost uh, the same guys, rebranded, or their sons and daughters. So nothing really changed. Yeah. Mm. So this is what made us, most of my generation, just pack up and go. Because when you see the things that are not according to your principles, and you protest that, and you get 300,000 people in front of the government building, and the lights are out, and nobody comes out to talk to you, and nobody cares about what you protest, 
then you have to start thinking, so what am I doing here? What are my kids going to do here? Yeah. So I'm not saying that it's a bad country. I'm saying that it's run by people that lost their moral compass and are more worried about their own wealth and their family's future than the nation's future. Mm. And this is something that you cannot fight against as an individual. Yeah. And when you see that getting together with the people that believe in the same things that you do means nothing. And you are only taken into account every four years when you are expected at the polls. But even that doesn't really count. It just gets hopeless. Yeah. So you cannot live without hope. Yeah. And I imagine even coming here now, you know, having having grown up in that in that environment, there are still things that probably stick with you. I'm still trying to find my way here, so I think this is a separate story, and we'll get to that in yeah. the second part of ours. Of our I'm jumping right into it. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, the truth is that you don't realize how how much baggage, emotional baggage, I and mean, how much um, prejudice baggage you carry sure. with you in the world. Sure. I mean, for me, uh, being raised in a white country, whole white country, you don't see many minorities there. Coming here was a shock. Yeah. For my 10-year-old daughter, getting in, into a classroom that was diverse and where there were only um, two other kids that looked like her, that was a shock. So I could probably speak about the cultural shocks that we have experienced mm -hmm. here for weeks and weeks. But I think it's part of growing up. It's part of our journey. Yeah. Um, and I think that without my background, I wouldn't be who I am today. So I'm, I'm grateful for my life, really. Yeah. I'm, I'm really grateful for everything that I have experienced. I could have done without some of these experiences. <laughs> but, but it makes you appreciate, I'm sure. In the things. end, yeah. It yeah. gives you perspective. It, yeah. um, it gives you a chance to reflect on whatever this country has to offer you and to be grateful for all the little things that maybe locals don't see anymore. Yeah. But even as a local, um, after three years here, we we just celebrated three years in Canada oh, last week. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. After three years here and getting ready to become a Canadian citizen and overcoming that uh, new immigrant status a little bit, because you're kind of not so fresh of the boat, mm -hmm. of the boat anymore. Um, you start seeing that you can be part of a community and you yeah. start feeling a little bit taken into account. And that's, I think that's one of the major changes that really affected my life mm. in a positive way here. That's amazing. Yes. Actually, there's um, something that we interviewed some other newcomers for a previous episode. And one of the things that I found very interesting were the questions around what do you think Canadians take for granted? Oh, everything. I'm sorry to say that. <laughs> and here I am complaining about the winter. Um, I can tell you the first time I felt cold in Canada was a shock because I, I, I could just feel my eyes popping out. <laughs> you know those cartoons when you can see the eyes just cracking? Yeah. Oh, that was me. Um, but that's okay. Hair scare is free here. Yeah. <laughs> Get your eyes checked out, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, my eyes are, are fine now. Uh, I remember the first time we had uh, 16 degrees minus um, announced yeah. on, the t on the television, and I was like, oh my god, minus 16. That was terrible that in Romania. I mean, minus 16 is, I think minus 20 is the worst you can get. And I was like, oh my god, am I sending my kids to school? Yeah. Uh, how do I get them dressed? Um, you know, it, it was 
scary but then the other mothers around me started telling me listen <laughs> there's gonna be minus 35 <laughs> so you shouldn't worry about minus 16 that's nothing it's not the snow day yet yeah um so yeah i think i think once you you get used to the good life you stop seeing the small things like how much care children get mm-hmm. how respectfully they are treated how they are considered so important and their needs are put on such a high level and everybody is going out of their way to make them accommodated and mm-hmm. to to just make them feel that they can do anything and this to me uh, coming from a background where you had to work really hard for everything that you got um it's amazing you know just being accept uh, being being able to accept that there is magic in life if you really believe in your your power mm-hmm. if you really believe in your plans they might eventually come true so this is something that yeah mm-hmm. the positivity they teach in sh- they teach in schools um the way that learn they they teach them to share and to respect the other mm-hmm. and to embrace the other and to embrace diversity and to never never bully the other one that's that's amazing that's something that um eastern european countries don't have yet yeah mm. yeah that's that's great that gives me a lot of pause and reflection <laughs> no seriously Sorry. no seriously thank you um i'm gonna go back a little bit uh can you tell us about your career in broadcast journalism yeah tell me what your you know day-to-day life and and broadcast journalism so you had this career for quite a while in romania tell me a little bit about what you did i used to work for a radio station called radio romania international Mm -hmm. um that was addressing uh, me Mm -hmm. (laughs) right now (laughs) so radio romania international speaks to romania living abroad and to anybody who's who might be interested in romania so I kind of been connected to the immigrant life my whole life, mm-hmm. um, although from a different perspe- perspective. And I find that my new experience as a as an immigrant myself gives me such a deep insight. You know, and I, I would do so many things differently now. But I was a 17-year uh, career journalist, so I. I I wasn't uh, in broadcast for 17 years and I loved my job. I absolutely love my job because I got to speak about the beautiful parts of Romania and the special parts of Romania. And I saw most of Romania Mm. and uh, I was so privileged to encounter um, so many wise people, so many intellectuals, um, so many uh, cutting edge technology masters. And I was just picking and choosing from the best and to be able to talk to them and to give them a voice and to let them tell the world what they were doing that was a privilege and i i really miss that Mm -hmm. well i'm happy that you're back in your in your comfort zone here in front of a microphone i can just tell you're natural oh yeah i missed it (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna have to get your own show here oh i would love that yeah why not (laughs) so do you have any tips for us um from your expertise, what are some things that you think need to happen if you're telling a story through radio as a medium? Oh, this is going to sound strange, but you need to sit sit up straight. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> My posture is horrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. So the, the point is, if you breathe well, your brain is well oxygenated, and then your whole um, way of speaking and of of telling stories changes Mm -hmm. so you need to breathe really well you need a nice posture and you need to smile a lot and then you need to remember that 
people's brains are able to build up their own stories. So mm -hmm. the person that you are trying to tell the story about, giving the, that person a chance to speak gives the audience a chance to imagine what mm -hmm. the person really is, um, maybe what she looks like mm -hmm. or he looks like. Um, they, they may start wondering if they want to know more about that person or not. And you have to be very careful who you put in the spotlight because <laughs> sometimes what you see is not what you get. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so. I could I could speak about radio for months. Um, I used to be a teaching assistant in a journalism school, and this was my specialty. So my students used to love me because I was younger and I was funny, and I was just telling what them do you things. Mean you're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just telling things as they were. I mean. Yeah mass media in Romania was brutal when I was younger and oh. as we were entering this uh, profession was, yes. was amazing but you know people were going in this job in this profession with so uh, with such high expectations and when the, re the reality hit them it was a shock you know because yeah. editors-in-chief in Romania if you go with a story the first thing they do they don't read it they just crumple it up and put it in the basket and they say write mm. it again so to tell a second year student that you have, you have to be careful if that happens, don't be shocked. You're almost giving them, like building up yeah. their expectations. <laughs> so you must expect that. Yeah, yeah, you must expect that and you must trust that that guy is right when he tells you that you have to rewrite it. So <laughs> write it again. Just, just do it do again. Just do it with a smile. We'll yeah. <laughs> and so on top of that, you're so impressive. You are also an author. Um, so tell me a little bit about the stories that you write and where you get your inspiration from for your stories. Okay, so these are um, children's books that I write. Um, my inspiration comes from my everyday life and my kids are the main source of inspiration <laughs> for everything that happens. Um, at some point, my eldest daughter said, could you please tell me a story that is not about me? <laughs> <laughs> Find someone else, please. Yeah, I think she got fed up because all my stories used to say used to start like this. There was a little girl, and Aww. her name was Irina, and she didn't like to eat her peas. So, <laughs> um, who are you talking about, Mom? <laughs> but little by little, I mean, I think um, she got tired of me telling stories about her. Um, my first book was about her, mostly about telling her how the world worked, mm -hmm. um, about uh, how seasons change and about what happens when grandparents die, mm -hmm. um, about why chocolate is important but not that important, why you can uh, enjoy chocolate, you can cherish each little piece of chocolate and not just gulp it down. Mm -hmm. um, I just tried to surround my kids with magic and maybe at some point I overdid it. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you needed to channel your energy into this creative form. <laughs> yeah, uh, thing is, um, in Romania, I don't know, I don't know about here, but in Romania, most of the kids' um, stories, mo most of the children's stories uh, have a lesson in them. Mm. Some of them are scary. Some of them tell horror movies. Really, <laughs> that you you cannot imagine. So, she was three. She was just beginning to like to look at books, and yeah. I just couldn't give her the horror. I just couldn't give her um, the mother that takes her children and takes them to the forest and leaves mm. them there, because mm. that is really scary to hear from your mom. It might yeah, make yeah. you think, oh, so if I'm not a good kid, yeah. <laughs> maybe that can happen to me. It's what is this forest thing? I have never seen a forest, but you take kids and you leave them there and there's witches and so I just tried to <laughs> 
I just try to replace that with mm. um, more aspirational stories, more gentle stories that may help them have a nice dream during that night, you know? Mm. Not have a nightmare. But it still, it still sounds like it includes um, those life lessons that can be scary, but in a way that, that a child can understand it and feel good and feel protected still. I don't know, most of my stories are about having a dream and working hard to fulfill it and maybe mm. sometimes with a little help from your friends getting mm. to see that dream with your own eyes. Um, I think it's important to give kids hope, yeah. but I also, looking back at my own experience with my eldest daughter, I think there has to be a limit somewhere because otherwise you may find yourself in front of a letter coming from Hogwarts inviting your daughter to school and she's there looking at you and saying mom can I please go <laughs> can I please please I promise I'll be back <laughs> in the summer <laughs> I that just want to practice moment. magic yeah that was a scary <laughs> moment because I had to tell her everything you know I had to tell her there is no Hogwarts and about all the important stuff that we try to embellish for our kids and she was a little bit disappointed and I think mm. she hated me for like five minutes there. Mm. But then I apologized and I asked her, would you have rather had a dull life with no magic and no fairies in it and no hope and no... And she said, mm, I'll have to think about it. <laughs> I'm still hoping that at some point she'll come to forgive me for, <laughs> for enveloping her in magic. Mm. That's really nice, thank you. Um, so, you guys have to see this amazing stuff. These stories are beautiful, as you can tell. And uh, what we're going to do is take from your website, we're going to post some of the stories so you can have a look at the animation. You can see yeah. what I assume is your daughter on the front page of some of these stories. <laughs> is yeah. she listening now? Um, I don't know. I, I hope so. I just. Um, you I hope so, check. or you don't hope so? <laughs> oh, let's, let's check my WhatsApp. <laughs> oh, did you feed the cat? Yes, baby, I fed the cat. Um, my kids are amazing, and they're the best teacher that I ever had, the mm -hmm. best teachers. Um, they are so different from each other, and they challenge me, and they make me question myself daily, and they make me reach all my limits daily. Mm -hmm. And every day I go to bed, <laughs> thanking God that everybody's still alive. We made mm -hmm. it through another day, and the kids are healthy, mm -hmm. and they're mm -hmm. happy, and they're in their beds, and nothing bad happened today. So yeah, that's how I live. Uh, my animations are a different story. Um, those are about getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, those are about all the fears that a six-year-old might have. Those are about how to cope with somebody that you don't necessarily need in your life, but mm. it's in your life anyway, mm. and you have to live with that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's mm -hmm. deeper. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited to explore those more and, and um, share those with our listeners too. I think they would really enjoy that. Well, I'm looking forward to you voicing my I wasn't so. going to say anything, but <laughs> for those of you who like Lisa in Wonderland, I, um, Andrea has given me the opportunity to do some English voice work for the animation, so I'm really excited for that, too. I get to be the little cat, cat. or the, or the girl. No, you get to be the, the storyteller. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll the be the storyteller. The storyteller has the spotlight. 
Awesome. Yeah. So look out for those on Facebook at Elise1015. And I'm going to give everyone a little bit of a break now with our shared love, Leonard Cohen. Oh. Canadian artist, visionary, legend in my heart. Lover. Lover of everything. <laughs> Um, and uh, this is the song So Long Marianne please enjoy thank you hello everyone I hope you enjoyed Leonard Cohen as much as I do and welcome back Um, so again this is Elise in Wonderland on 101.5 The Hawk welcome back and we are talking to Andrea about Romania and we were going to transition now into talking about your move to Canada and as I adjust my posture for breathing thank you (laughs) so tell us um, you made the move to Canada about three years ago now it's the anniversary besides moving to be closer to where Leonard Cohen is from Mm -hmm. what would you like people to know about your experience and about immigrant life in Canada What I would like to tell third-generation Canadians and maybe fourth-generation Canadians is um, I need them to remind themselves that unless you're a Native American, you are an immigrant too. Mm. And that it took guts to just pack two suitcases for each member of your family and cross the ocean and come here. And all of us that did that, did that Mm. probably for our kids. I'm not talking about refugees now. I'm not uh, running. I'm not talking about running for your life. I'm just talking about those of us who came here because we really wanted our kids to have better lives than we did. So it's hard for us. Our first three years or five years or maybe 10 years are hell. Mm. Our Dante's seven circles of hell. (laughs) And we have to readjust to everyday life and we have to learn about this new country and about uh, its rules and we have to learn to pace ourselves and to maybe not make all the jokes that we would normally make because some of them might be inappropriate we have to readjust in every little detail of our lives from the way we cross the street from the way we drive our cars to the way we address people Mm. and especially for people like me who who have this uh, volcanic um, temperament being forced to think twice before I speak is very challenging Um, trying not to look aggressive, trying not to come out as aggressive mm. when I speak to people, trying, trying to pace myself. It's quite an effort, but I'm taking this effort. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my best and I'm, I'm really sure that most of the people that immigrated to Canada and that have a similar story to mine are doing their best. We are not here for freebies. No. We are here because we want that house and we want that small backyard and we want um, the s'mores at the lake and we want our kids to to grow up with the s'mores at the lake and to (laughs) grow up with um, Canada as it's reflected in um, Meanwhile in Canada. I don't know if you know this uh, Facebook page, Meanwhile in Canada. No. No. It's an amazing page. It just shows the best of Canada. Mm. It shows how Canadians come together. It shows how they help each other. It shows their, their sense of humor. It shows the amazing way of leading a life that is not threatened by anything, that is not uh, questioned by anything. And it's to us, it's an amazing chance 
to just drive on a highway that has above head signals saying arrive alive your life matters yeah this always makes me feel like i matter and i know it's very hard for for all immigrants but i just have to tell them that i was afraid to believe but now i have to believe that we'll get there mm-hmm. it's gonna be okay you just have to hang in there and you have to dream the dream and you have to live the dream so you have to just get up there and tell yourself you have to go out you have to go to that library you have to start reaching out to people you have to tell them about you because if you don't tell them about you nobody will so my point is when you just pack up and go to a new country you lose your village and it's very very difficult to start rebuilding that village Mm. and i'm so fortunate that i found two or three people that I can call my village now. And they just, they found me actually. They picked me, they, they saw me on Facebook and they said, I can bring you those medicine that you need. Mm. And that person that just helped me with bringing in some medicine that I need, that became the aunt of my daughters. The person that we go to for coffee. Yeah, your new family. Yeah, yeah. so you, you, you have to go there. You have to go out. Mm-hmm. Break out of your comfort zone. And, yeah. And find, yeah, I can't imagine what that experience must be like, really. But you're so brave, and your message to newcomers to Canada is so beautiful as well. Too. I just, I, I remember one morning when, when my kids were in school, and I was in a Walmart, and I just needed, I needed a cup of coffee. So I went and got a cup of coffee, and I sat at a table, and I was by myself. And at the next table, just next to me, there were these five women, um, they came to see the baby of one of them. I thought they were co-workers or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. And they were so happy to see each other and they were wondering about the baby and they were hugging each other. And I was alone at the table and I was thinking, oh my God, am I ever gonna have that again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. So, no, I have that. Yeah. And I'm grateful. Yeah. And what I'm hearing, too, as a Canadian is it's important, you know, I know that there's a stereotype for our side that we're very polite, we're very, you know, friendly, but there's not, there's what the missing piece is, you know, yes, come to my house for dinner, like be a part of my life. Yeah, that almost never happens. It doesn't. So for all of you listening that (laughs) that live here, reach out because there are people from all around the world that are especially in Canada that, that are move that have moved their lives here that are looking for a hand to bring them into your lives. My well. point is at some point in, in, in everybody's family history there was somebody like me. Yeah. So somebody who had the guts to just pick up everything um, they needed. They imagined they could cram into two suitcases. So what, just this imagination, um, this this exercise, you know, just make this exercise. Think about what would you bring with you in two suitcases yeah. to start a new life. Mm-hmm. What would you put there? I can tell you, half of our luggages were stuffies and plushies <laughs> for for the girls. The comfort of home. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. leave this. I couldn't leave that. How can I leave this? How can I leave that? And we brought books with us and. Mm. Just going through our things and making this selection, what you take, what you leave, what you dump, what you sell, what you give to your friends, 
that's heartbreaking and it's very difficult and all the immigrants that came here had to do it it doesn't matter if you come with two suitcases or with a container mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you mail your belongings here we're just trying to do the best for our kids mm -hmm. most of us mm -hmm. i think Thank you so much for that story. Thank you. I wish that I had five hours to talk to you on air, and I know everyone listening is probably enamored with you too, so thank you very much. I can come again. So yeah, we, can we will have you. Hey, it's, we're going to set a date now. Mm -hmm. So um, on that note, I just want to thank you again for sharing so much of yourself, so much of your heart, your beautiful story, and uh, I wish your family well. Thank you. Yeah. So we are going to break now the actually a song that you suggested for us. Privestama. Privestama. Privestama by Grimus. Yeah. Just a head warning. Um, it's a it's an earworm. So it's gonna <laughs> play in your mind for a while. <laughs> but it's it's an amazing Romanian band, it's brand new and I love them. I just I think they are so deep and they're amazing. Awesome. We'll kick it off now. Privestama. Thank you. Hello everyone and welcome back to Elise in Wonderland. Um, I'm so sorry, Irina and Leah. <laughs> I was looking at your text to your mom because it was just so awesome. Think of the headlines, teenage daughter gets embarrassed. <laughs> don't worry, Irina, you only get embarrassed in Korea, so don't, don't worry. South Korea. <laughs> South Korea. <laughs> We're only broadcasting all over the world. Um, so we are gonna talk and wrap up the show with some upcoming events. Um, October 4th on Wednesday, we have at Mohawk College Coffee Club every other Wednesday. And this Wednesday is special because we are doing Thanksgiving. That's right. So we will have a lots of desserts, mm -hmm. interesting people and games um, at Mohawk College Fennel Campus J137 Language and Culture Center. Mm -hmm. Everyone is welcome. When does it? Uh, I think it starts around four thirty. Yeah, four p four p.m. to six p.m. Four to six p.m. And I'm making a special trip to the farmers market on Tuesday mm. to buy pumpkin pie and all sorts of delicious stuff. <laughs> Everyone is welcome. I hope you can join us. Oh, I'm looking forward yes. to that. Yeah, I love Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's my favorite my favorite time of the year. Aww. Awesome. So we're gonna have our big family, uh, Mohawk and, and student and community family dinner uh, and games together. So I hope everyone out there can make it. Mm -hmm. There is also a Hamilton Public Library Makerspace meetup on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. And this is to use all of the cool 3D printers and digital media, digital media stuff. Mm -hmm. And you get to learn from some uh, amazing people that work at the Right, this is the library, library. at Jackson Square. Um, Hamilton Public Library. Where we created our little 3D printed Elise in Wonderland logos. Right. Um, so, our mission this week, dun dun dun, dun mm. learn about Romania. Mm. Learn something about a new learn country. Learn something else yeah. than Dracula. Yeah. Forget about Dracula for a second. We don't like him. Okay. <laughs> don't read about Transylvania. Uh, Read about Transylvania. There's so much more about Transylvania okay. than Dracula. More than just, Dracula. Just keep Dracula. Okay. Just forget Romania. about that. That's just Hollywood. Yeah. It's not real. Of course. Uh, so look at some movies. Look at some music. And we have some really interesting facts about Romania as well that we've researched for the show that we'll post on Facebook. But we would love to hear more about what you have learned. Um, and so next week, we will see you again on Sunday morning. Um, 
for another wonderful rendition of Elise mm-hmm. in Wonderland. And thank you again to our lovely guest, Andrea. Thank you for it having me. It was a me. pleasure having you today. Thank you so much again. Now we'll see if I can still go home because my, my daughter hates me. <laughs> you might want to take a little detour before you go home. Yeah, bring some cakes or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. So, our uh, Jin, do you want to tell us about this last song we're going to play? Right. So it's the last song. Uh, it's a duo band in South Korea named Davant. And it's the new song of theirs. It's the scent of the night for... I will keep more... Inf- um, Posting informations because they sang on our wedding and my brother's oh, wedding. Did. Cool. But I will let you know more because we are running out of time. So this is the music going. I'll see you next week. See Have you nice. next week, guys. Have a great weekend. Bye. Thank you. Bye.